Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Hey guys, it's Bashan, the co-founder of Dope Black Women. And in this episode, we're going to be looking at authenticity and loving the skin you're in with Bissy Atkins but I just want to let you know there is a mention of suicide so if this is something that might be triggering to you then please check out another one of our episodes hello hello thank you so much for having me we I feel like we've spoken and got straight into conversation before we started recording but how are you anyway I'm doing all right I'm doing all right today I feel like I'm doing quite blessed I have been having like one of those like beauty hiccups where I'm just like I did my hair I'm not sure about the hair I was meant to have my eyelashes done and it's not done my eyebrows aren't tinted but as well there is life and (laughs) and, and I'm healthy Um, so I'm blessed you know (laughs) you're still finding the gratitude through the through the the, the beauty chaos we love it how are you yeah I'm good I'm good I feel like you know when it's like your last week of work before you Mm. break up um Mm. because I feel like Christmas yeah is like the summer holidays for adults because everyone knows that Christmas you 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 take annual leave do you get what I mean and I feel like when it whenever it gets to that last week I just feel like okay cool I'm tired and I I just need to sign off now so my body is just trying to do it early and I'm like babe you've got two days left just calm down I think that is nuts that you actually have to take annual leave for Christmas. I feel like it should just be like, don't work. Everybody just doesn't work. Why do you have to yeah. take annual leave? Mm-hmm. I feel like that's ridiculous. No, I, actually again, agree. I, I understand that people do need to work because some people need to go to the supermarket. If everything's shut, how are we going to get stuff from the supermarket? Like I get certain things. Yeah. We shouldn't have to request holidays. It's like, bro, like everybody knows this is a holiday. <laughs> You know what I mean? I can say some of those annual leave for, for when I can actually fly abroad comfortably. Yeah, <laughs> comfortably. But I don't even know when that would be because now we have Om- Omicron. Om- Omicron? Om- the Omicron variant. Yeah. Omicron variants. I don't even know when that would be. I don't think we will ever receive like a level of normal- normality. Um, The one that we had pre-2019. Yeah. It's I- so I- interesting I you say that. Because I-, I was talking to Leanne, um, the co-founder of Dope Black, yeah and I remember this was like in the peak of everything so this was last year in 2020 and I was talking to her and I was stressing I was like oh I just don't feel like I'm being productive or I don't feel like this I don't feel like that and she was basically saying to me like Shan you're never ever going to be the person you was pre-pandemic you're now in a transition so all you got to focus on is being the new version of you and And when she said that it like took a massive weight off my shoulder because I was like wow I've I've been stressing for the last few months trying to revert back into old Shan when I just need to embrace the new version of me and all that encompasses in this season that we're in which at the time felt very foreign and very frightening yeah I think it was it's definitely that like we, we we've been forced to to, to evolve mm-hmm. um, and sometimes at a, at a trajectory that we didn't 
kind of want. It was kind of like a catalyst. Like we yeah. had to be by ourselves. We had to see ourselves. We had to mm-hmm. create new ideas. We had to, we had to be something that we've never had to be because we hadn't been put in a position like that before. And I think um, it's a blessing in disguise in some ways. Obviously, it's really, really terrible for a lot of people who have lost loved ones and have lost jobs and have lost a sense of normality that they knew um, mm-hmm. but for certain people it just allowed them to see themselves in a whole new light that if they wasn't put under that pressure they may not have been able to form into what they are right now so I think most of it is about perspective I guess but yeah there's no way I don't even remember Miss Missy for 2019 what was she doing I'm not too sure <laughs> but who I, even I, is that girl like for real like but I think I the growth that I've encountered for the past two years and well it's about two years and some change now right I think so yeah. mm-hmm. um it's it's been very difficult but very needed and also very telling like I've enjoyed it looking back at it in the yeah. time I was just like bro what the hell is this like really and truly like really but um yeah I'm, I'm good yeah, yeah I think there's been a lot of change especially actually with the rise of black content creators like there's so many people who have became like millionaires in the last two years or have seen a massive increase in their success their engagement and all of these things because of the opportunities like there's this hair brand that are, are black owned it's a woman actually and I use them so I'm gonna shout them out um this is planted Oh my god, yeah. Listen, Emma is killing it. She is doing her like she's doing her thing. And the thing is that Emma is so hands-on as well because when I'm DMing her, she's like, oh, by the way, it's Emma. I'm like, bro, it's you. Like, yeah, how are you even handling DMs and stuff? (laughs) Like, she's so hands-on and and I didn't know her prior to when we started working together and they they first gifted me stuff and then it was a paid campaign and then, like, they've just been doing stuff together since. Um, I didn't know her prior, but she's so, like, humble and so, like, Mm -hmm, just mm -hmm. like... an average babe you know like it hasn't yeah. gone. she's bought like a new warehouse and she sold out every like freaking two minutes into the sale literally it yeah. seems like your next door girl from school so listen like, on, on their last restock yeah i yeah. messaged them i said guys what time is this coming out they said the time i messaged my best friend i said sis i need i, I didn't even know the price i didn't even know the price yeah. i said sis i need you to get me this bundle yeah yeah please get this bundle at this time, I'm not going to be able to do it. I'll be recording. I need you to make sure you get it. My best friend messaged me, Shan, I've got it. I said, thank you so much. I didn't even know the price, but that's how much yeah. I just believed in the brand. Because I yeah. bought something from them before. I think I bought Soil, which is like the moisturizer type cream. And I yeah. bought um, Inches, which is like Inches, the, the oil. oil. Yeah. But then this time I bought the the other bundle which also has drizzle the spray drizzle. in it listen drizzle um, is heaven drizzle is heaven why does all the products smell so nicely oh my god because i'm on this natural hair journey so i cut my hair when was it 2019 november oh my gosh I think it was, um, me. gang gang spudding ah, through like virtually <laughs> Um, and they really helped my hair grow. And prior to me cutting my hair, I was doing a lot of like frontals and um, wigs and stuff. And my mm-hmm. edges were like in neato because mm-hmm. I, I, I just wasn't patient in taking it off. And it literally like my hairline, which was like here, was all the way like back there. Like it was oh my really gosh. embarrassing. My self-esteem, I was just like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? I was just like, no. Yeah. Um, and if you see, 
is grown. I can slick yeah. it now. Yeah. Edges, girl, let them know. I can slick this <laughs> bad boy. Before it was shiny, I felt like it was my forehead, you know, like it wasn't yeah. going to grow back. I was like, oh my gosh, yeah. is the follicles closed? Should I use peppermint? What should I use? I was using YouTube. Aloe vera. <laughs> You're putting the everything. on your head. You're sleeping on it. Your jumper's now dripping with wet, wet oil when you to go to work. Yeah, Listen, and I still have a journey to go and I, I like that each person's results are different, but I can yeah. see that it is working because yeah. this was shiny like my forehead now yeah. there's still hair that i can slick small small mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. give me like a year and it could be full i can yeah. even pick it to do braids like no <laughs> i'm really excited <laughs> yeah no it's, it's amazing yeah but um yeah so something we always ask our guests which is jokes because if you listen to other podcasts you ask at the very top but we've just been flowing through the chat so now it's later on, but something <laughs> to ask all our guests is what would you say makes you a dope black woman? Quite a few things, to be honest. But you tell us. I girl. think the main, the main, I think the top three, the first one that comes to mind is my authenticity. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm always like this. I'm always busy. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's very rare for me not to be kind of smiley, bubbly. Um, or just like, just like, you know, chill. Like, it's very rare for me to be some that I'm not. Yeah. Um, so authenticity is something that really sets me apart and allows me to be a dope black woman. Um, mm-hmm. My light, I feel like God has blessed me with a, a bright light that whenever I encounter people or step into rooms, like, people are attracted or drawn to me. Mm-hmm. Um and I can pass on like really just like you just like, I'll smile you smile like yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how I don't know how, <laughs> it, how it works it's just God's favor and blessing over me but there is a light <laughs> about me that I think allows me to be a dope black woman and uh well there's a lot of women that believe in God but like I've really allowed God to be God in my life and just allowed him That's to so do this thing and I think that really um it keeps me grounded um it allows me to to trust the process because especially like in this creative world like we all have ideologies and with social media as well we can always see other people and it's very Mm. easy for us to for for us no longer to be grounded or to be envious or or to feel like we're not doing enough and the fact that I'm grounded in in Christ it Mm -hmm. allows me to even when that temptation comes to look left and look right which it does happen because I am human and sometimes yeah. I'm just like okay why are things not happening for me the way that mm-hmm. I want it, or why mm-hmm. why am I not getting this gig or why am I not being seen or in this room and that formal thing it has happened especially let's say over the past few months I've been I've, I've been dealing been with that season. like <laughs> I have been dealing with that issue but even when you deal with that the fact that I'm grounded in Christ that allows me to mm-hmm. kind of like chill out this man God's promises of your life will never falter and Mm. it's just about you trusting him so those three things I love that especially especially the first and last one so authenticity I think we really pride ourselves on dope black women and trying to encourage women to be their true multifaceted selves like whatever that Mm. looks like for them and I think the God because I haven't heard that yet so far with people that have come on and I think when you went on to explain the reasoning behind that it definitely sits with me and relates with me a lot because I was talking to someone the other day and mm. they were like wow like you've helped like it's someone that's close to me so they they kind of know my involvement with certain people and products that they've done and like oh you've helped this person do this you help this person do that so how comes when they're in this place 
they don't bring you in or how come mm. they don't do this or they say like I keep seeing these events how come you're not a part of it and it, it got to the point where I kept getting these questions and it mm. kind of got into my head and it didn't come mm. from a person that was trying to make me feel uncomfortable they were genuinely mm. curious like why are you not in these spaces and mm. um I think for a while it made me second guess myself in a way because it was like it's true like I've been putting in the work I've been doing this I've been doing that why am I not there um and then I just felt like God sometimes puts you in a season that he just needs you to stir it over and then eventually Mm. your blessing will come and ultimately Mm -hmm. faith is just about you trusted in God and sometimes you're not meant to be in those rooms and it's absolutely okay and sometimes you are (laughs) the timing of it God will put you in those rooms when the timing is when you can handle what those rooms bring do you get mm. what I mean? So I yeah. think that's just really interesting because um, I felt, probably because I didn't talk to anyone about it until now, but I felt mm. very alone in that. It felt very isolating because it felt like other people that I see doing similar things or who I know I've put in similar work, well, they're there. So why am I And not? sometimes it's even people that haven't put in as much work that you yeah. would see. You'd be like, bro, like, you guys don't see me. Am I, am I not here? <laughs> um, but like when you, when you come to that realisation, and it is, is a tough realization to come to that it's okay for you not to be there because maybe you're not meant to be there at that time. Mm-hmm. And when you come to that real, realization, and I'm saying it's tough sometimes because you will feel like you deserve it and you will feel like I should be there. Um, when you come, to, there's a lot more peace that comes with it. Mm. When, when you yeah. get to that realization, there's peace that like you can sit with it. And, um, I, I've been told recently, especially especially during this period, I think one of the lessons that I've learned or that I've had to relearn is that I need to face my front. Mm-hmm. I can't try to compete where I don't compare. Mm. I can't try to, to be in spaces that maybe you have even positioned yourself to be in those spaces. Maybe you've chosen a path for example, and let's talk about me specifically, I really, really love Africa. I love speaking about African history, African culture. I love all of those things. And because I've positioned myself as someone that may be a voice towards African content, I may not be in a room that's for urban music. Yeah. And that doesn't mean, (laughs) it doesn't mean like I'm not deserving to be in the room of urban music, but they may not call me for that because that's not how I've positioned myself to be. Mm-hmm. And even if there's like a FOMO, oh my gosh, I want to be at this event, or why am I not at this award show? Why am I not here and here and here? You just have to accept that the path that you've chosen is a path that's right and feels true to you. Mm-hmm. Some things may not come as soon as you think, but doesn't mean they ain't, they aren't coming, and doesn't mean that what you're doing is any way less than what somebody else is doing who may be yeah. in that room that you feel like you should be in when mm-hmm. you, you don't need to be in. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm learning that just to face my front, face my front, focus on what's important to me. That's going to be the title of this podcast, face my front. <laughs> yeah, do my best at that and literally just just, just face my front. Because when you look mm-hmm. left and right, sometimes you can't even see what's in front of you because you're too busy looking there, too busy looking there, when everything you need is literally right here but you're mm-hmm. looking left, you're looking right, you're not facing forward. And that can also delay your progress on the path that you are on. And I think it's, it's so many things that are kind of bundled into one, but when you strip it down and be like, all right, cool, forget this, forget that, forget that, forget that. Everybody's got their own 
piggy haggard to focus on everyone's got mm-hmm. their everyday lives everyone feels like they should be somewhere else or something everyone feels like oh my gosh I should be here 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 if you just focus on your own wahala your own business there's just a lot <laughs> more peace <laughs> and face your front and do your thing and what's for you will never pass you by amen it is I, love, tough. I love that phrase I, I always say that <laughs> it is tough but it's very true you, you mentioned that your you mentioned your passion for speaking across the mm. African diaspora. Yeah. And it's interesting because in your media pack that I was sent, you're described yeah. as the embodiment of a modern Nigerian British woman. Um, mm. would you mind unpacking that for me? Um, like what does that what does that phrase mean to you? For me, I feel like it, I'm very Nigerian. Um, I was born and bred in London, born and raised in St. Thomas's Hospital, grew up in Brixton, then I went to Creighton. Big up South. Uh, hey, Croydon. South, yeah, South, yeah. I prefer Brixton to Croydon, but you know. Oh, no, stop it, please. Carry <laughs> on. Um, but I'm still very much Nigerian, like, uh, in terms of our culture, in terms of our beliefs, in terms of our, our food, our fashion, our music. Mm-hmm. I feel like it is very much embedded in me. Like, before everybody was just like, oh, my gosh, Africa is cool. I'm like, we've done been cool. Like, I don't know where your eyes were before, but... Yeah done <laughs> cool like it's been the it thing like and I I to be honest to be honest let me tell a, a, a quick truth in primary school I didn't think it was cool because you got bullied yeah. a lot mm-hmm. like in primary school I didn't think it was cool I I, I wanted to be Caribbean mm-hmm. I had a Caribbean name I had everything like I, I didn't want to be like Nigerian yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in primary school and there was this whole thing where I was just like yeah <laughs> It was just cool to be a Shanice or it was yeah. just cooler. And it was definitely not cool to be a Tunde. I feel like there's a lot of people who, um, well, I feel like we all come from Africa, but you know what I mean? Yeah, there's a lot yeah, of people yeah, who do. come from Africa and they they share the same experience of you yeah. um, as you of like wanting to identify with the Caribbean culture or like... Yeah, especially when um, you're young, like primary school. Yeah, but then I feel like as someone who is Caribbean, you almost have a different experience where it's like, you kind of capitalize of that coolness, quote yeah. unquote, or depending on what type of school you went to, you kind of want to be white. Oh, but even still, like, you don't want to be African. Like you want to have white skin, but you you might say things like, "I want to have straight hair," or "I yeah. want to have blah blah blah." So it's just but you didn't want to be African, though, did you? No, that's what I'm saying. So it's just interesting that there's like this yeah, there's this thing where of we... like what's cooler, and it's just it's yeah. just weird. But I think what's lovely is that. The, we see a lot more amazing people that look like us now in the scene. Mm. We've got writers, we've got authors, we've got poets, we've got scientists, we've got entrepreneurs. And mm. Growing up, I didn't really, that wasn't really something that I realised was as attainable as it is now. So I think yeah. for people that are growing up now, they don't really have that same yeah, experience that. as we yeah, did. And I think, that's, I think that's great. That's it, Yeah, it's really dope. And I feel like what else is dope is that we've, we've kind of lived through it and we've loved, like we've learned through it as well. Mm-hmm. So we can be like, no, nah, man, you're, you're sick as you are. Listen, you're, you're, you're just amazing. Forget anything else. Go with your braids. Go with your afro. Don't try to change your hair. You can just <laughs> be you. Like, and, and, and it's sick, honestly. Like no one can tell you no. Because I don't think we had people to tell us that, if I'm being honest. And we didn't have people to look at yeah. that were in those spaces either. So it, it's understandable why we would have wanted to be something else and I, I definitely understand why I'm really led by music um mm-hmm. also and 
Caribbean music, Sean Paul, Rihanna, all of that mm-hmm, stuff mm-hmm. back then, that was the it thing. Like, what, what, what was that song? Wayne, Wayne Wonder, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. boy group that said, roll, roll it, girl. Roll yeah, it. yeah, I don't yeah. Know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was the cool thing. Like, everyone's bouncing to the Caribbean music. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's so freaking cool. Like, yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I feel like me being... I'm an embodiment of the best of both worlds. I feel like yeah. I feel like I I have that Nigerian heritage, the culture. I can break out into freaking <laughs> broken English anytime, anytime, yeah. any place. Um, but then I also understand what it's like to be British and like black mm-hmm. British experience. And I'm not afraid to to live both of my truths. Yeah. Um, and I, I think I wear it well. Um, so I feel like that's why in the media packet said that. What does it say? The Nigerian embodiment of British or something? Whatever it's the said, embodiment it of a modern cool. Nigerian British woman. Yeah, <laughs> it sounded cool because that's what I is. <laughs> <laughs> and have you been back to Nigeria before? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I, where, I was there. Where, where feels more like home to you? Because I feel like, yeah, I was talking to my friend the other day, he's Ghanaian, and I was mm. saying that like in the UK, much as much as I've grown up here and it is quote unquote home um you you know that realistically you're always other to a lot of people yeah and then when you go mm. when I go back to like the Caribbean when I'm there it's like oh you're the foreign gal you're the British gal yeah, um, yeah. So, so for you like do you kind of relate to that as well like where feels more like home it's the same is the same is the same ideology mm-hmm. um for me anytime someone asks me where I'm from I'm Nigerian I never said yeah. I'm British. Like I've I've never ever said it. So I, at one point I didn't get why why people said you were Brit. Like <laughs> I didn't understand it. At one point I didn't. I was just like, what do you mean? Like you're not actually British. You were just born here. Like, yeah. it, it, but then I as I grew up I, and I became more aware, I, I felt like that was very ignorant of me because mm-hmm. if London or Britain is all you've ever known, then of course you are going to identify as British because that's the, that's how you speak. That's, that's everything, you know, so I yeah. get it. Um, but me, I'm still Nigerian. Sha. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so by, I do understand why people say that, but here it feels like home because I was born, raised here. Mm-hmm. I, I understand the NHS. I understand the taxing. I understand the school system or whatever. Mm-hmm. I spent a lot more of my years here I've never actually lived in Nigeria and when I do travel back to Nigeria and it is a yearly thing before corona um mm-hmm. I am the Jand girl so I'm I'm Jand is like the foreigner yeah I'm the yeah. foreigner one because I don't speak Yoruba well um mm-hmm. I understand everything but I don't speak Yoruba well and they can just see there's a, a level of freshness that they refer it to that yeah. you, you aren't from Nigeria they still welcome you, mm-hmm. but you're not one of them. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't deter me from calling it my home. But I understand that I don't understand fully how that land operates because I've never lived there. Yeah. There are certain struggles and there's certain mentalities that they have been formed with due to living circumstances or just how the country is that I can't relate to because I've never had to experience it or endure it for that period of time so mm-hmm. it's even kind of wrong for me to be like yeah man yeah man I get it like I get everything the Nigerians got I don't get it because I've mm-hmm. never lived it but yeah. I still understand that that's where my homeland is that's mm-hmm. where my heritage is that's where my name is from I did deceive which means my crown will multiply it's, it's from that land um, mm-hmm. and I, I I get that and I still call it home and if I was to pick between 
London and, and Nigeria, I would pick Nigeria as what I would call home. Yeah. Um, but I do live, I would prefer to live in London just because of like, they've got like NHS and <laughs> stable light and like yeah. just like, yeah. you know, the basic necessities <laughs> of life. Doesn't lag. <laughs> yeah, like the basic necessities of life. But um, mm-hmm. just just the culture and the vibe and, and the people and, and the way of life in Nigeria. Um, I prefer there's a lot of things I do not agree with mm-hmm. um, especially the the disparity with wealth mm-hmm. the disparity of wealth in 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 Nigeria I feel like is so despicable and sometimes when you go there you you see you see uh, there's some dif- deformities deformities mm-hmm. that I've never seen before and they're just there on the roads trying to sell you fruit or trying to sell you bread or trying to sell you water. And they're smiling and they're doing all of these things. I'm like, bro, like this shouldn't be this way. Because once I go from the mainland across third mainland bridge to the island, which is where I would usually stay. My mom's house is in Ikorodu, which is on the mainland. But mm-hmm. when I would go and stay in like Victoria Island, or Lecky, I don't really like Lecky because there's traffic, but Victoria Island is pretty okay, yeah? You can see people driving big, big cars and they've got their generators on fully and they're wearing all of these designers and then you go back the other direction and there's people in poverty and I just don't get the disparity. Mm. And, and that kind of messes with me. I, I don't agree with it. I feel like there should be some sort of system of welfare or something that looks after those that do not have. I feel like every country should have that. And obviously not every country does, but mm-hmm. with the amount of wealth that the people in Nigeria have, like on our on our on the richest people list, there's a Nigerian there. On the richest yeah. people in the world, there's a Nigerian there. Yeah. Like the country's not poor. Eh? but the mm-hmm. leaders they don't know how to operate so it, it just it just it, it kind of just messes with me so it's like I can't stay there for too long because I feel bad and I want to give everybody everything but I can't give everybody everything it's, it's, <laughs> it's just kind of like a whole nuts thing um yeah. but it's a it's a great place to go to um mm-hmm. but I've never lived there but it's still home yeah, yeah. and we, we, we mentioned earlier we spoke about what makes you a dope black woman and your, your yeah. first thing that you said was um your ability to be authentic yeah. And I think that kind of ties in as well with well, it basically the same thing, actually, as being unapologetically yourself, isn't it? Mm, like, yeah, as, a, as a Black woman, what, what does that mean to you? I think being unapologetically yourself as a Black woman is... The first thing that comes to mind is living your truth. Um, and we say, I say that knowing that your truths may not always be good, and your truths may sometimes be good. Sometimes they'll be bad. Like some people make mistakes. Humans, we, we don't all know everything. Sometimes we're learning and we're going through, we're going to make mistakes and all of these things. But living your truths and not trying to be something that you're not. I feel like I never got that fake it till you make it sort of thing. I never understood how you could try to be something that you're not. So you mm-hmm. can be something that you want. I didn't get it. I still don't get it. Maybe you mm-hmm. can enlighten me on that if you do understand it. But I feel like the one thing you have and the one thing that's consistent in life is you, yourself. Mm-hmm. There's so many variables outside of you. You have career, you have relationships, you have finances, you have entertainment, you have everything outside of you that you don't fully have control over. 
But the one thing that remains with you in every situation from the beginning to your end of time is yourself. And for you to try to be something that isn't that, it mind boggles me and I don't think it serves any individual well in the long term. It could for the short term, but it may not do so for, for the long term because either way, what's truly within you and your truth should always show forth when you're put into certain situations. And I feel like when you get to know yourself a lot more and understand that yourself is that one thing that that that's got you irrespective of anything. Like if you make a mistake or you, you hurt somebody, you're not gonna, your, yourself isn't gonna leave you. The person yeah. you hurt may leave you, but yourself yeah. isn't going to leave you. If you um, win an award um, and everyone's around you, cool. There's going to be a time where they go home to their thing, but yourself mm-hmm. is going to be with you. Um, when you're mourning something, um, there will be people there to comfort you, but they're going to go on with their lives and you will still have to be there to do it. Yourself is the one thing that's with you. So there's, there's no other way to be than to be yourself. Mm-hmm. there's no other person to serve the most and to serve you because that one person is going to be with you through everything and I think that's why I teach most with selfie as well just understanding that yourself is your true love is your true love your first love and the one thing that's going to get you through <laughs> everything mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. if you have help from other people and you have great counsel and there's other things that will help yourself but at the I say the coco, which is like the truth of the matter, <laughs> the main <laughs> thing, the main source, um, obviously God, but yourself. Yeah. And um, so I feel like it's really, really important, especially as black women, when you have so many adversities outside of you and it's easy for you to kind of get lost or easy for your your ideologies to be tainted because there's so much pressure on you to be this ideal so you can yeah. fit a particular mold yeah it's very easy for you to lose sight of that self you may mm-hmm. lose it in instagram you may lose it in um body image you may lose it in trying for this career job you may lose it in trying to be someone's wife or someone's girlfriend you may even lose it in being a mother or having these titles all attached yeah. to you and it's very yeah. easy to do that for anybody but more so as a black woman because for a long time we haven't been praised our the who we are hasn't been the one that's sought after who we are hasn't been the one that is looked at for for beauty for for intelligence for um intellect for for anything for a very long time and when you mm. have that on your on your head like oh my gosh they don't even want me anyway so why am I trying to be myself if they don't even want me um it's just easy for you to get lost but I feel like it's very important for us to remain our authentic selves and to love ourselves and to put ourselves first because ourselves is what's got us and if we're all ourselves and we come together we're a stronger unit of individual black women that understand ourselves our self-identity our self-image our self-worth and we can just impart certain things and learn from other women and it'll just be a stronger unit 
we mm-hmm. ain't trying to fight for the same sport we, we know that we are we are born different we are we we are different we have different stars and that's okay and that's even great I mean it doesn't take anything away from anybody else because we are who we are mm-hmm. um it's just it's just so important for us to understand us yeah and what's been your own kind of personal journey of being able to show up authentically mm-hmm. I think for me for the longest time I've kind of just been busy <laughs> um I don't think um honestly speaking that I've ever struggled with with not being comfortable with being myself I think um there's certain things I have struggled with I grew up in a single parent household so I really I really didn't like men I didn't like mm-hmm. dads I didn't mm-hmm. like I struggled with that struggled with that hardcore like just just I'm like what's the point of you guys like loud like I'm, I'm sick by myself like chill out yeah yeah yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> like I, I I really struggled with that um I struggled with um being vulnerable and I think that stemmed from being in a single parent household and not having that dad figure I struggled with the idea of of what love should be and how how serving love is and what like love should look like that's non-exploitive I struggled with all of these things but Mm. I don't think I ever struggled with not being whoever I was at that time so I was authentically a a, a dad hater and I fully lived that (laughs) I fully lived that. <laughs> like no one could tell me anything. I, I was fully like, okay, yeah. with all due respect, it's great that you have your dad in your life, but that is not my business. Like, yeah. do your thing. Yeah. Like, I don't like I, I fully authentically like lived that. And yeah. so I've never actually, and even when there were times when I remember in college, you know, secondary school, first one, I was always my voice kind of broke quicker than the rest mm-hmm. of, I don't know women's voice breaks sometimes Listen, <laughs> I <know> voice, <laughs> so my voice broke and then um and then one of the teachers like oh why don't you just try to be a little bit more ladylike I'm like Bunda I'm sorry this is who I am like it's hard to be. Like, what do you mean? exactly you know so I was I was definitely authentically myself there I remember in college there were these bags that everyone used to get it's like obviously you should get one I'm like for what reason I feel like it's stupid and expensive like <laughs> I've always been kind of in my not not in my way like I can't be I can't learn like I'm not I'm too big to learn or whatever but more so I don't I don't care to follow follow like it's not if I if if it doesn't make sense or if I feel like it's silly I'm going to stand by that even if I'm alone yeah Um, and I feel like I've been able to do that throughout so my personal journey with regards to being myself has been okay Mm -hmm. I do think in my once you hit like 20, 26 plus, mm-hmm. um, I struggled with um, comparison mm-hmm. career-wise. Mm-hmm. And that would taint the way in which I looked at myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was never that I wanted to not be me or I, I struggled to be me, but is it was like I looked down on me or I felt like me was a little bit inadequate yeah, or yeah. inferior. So yeah. it changed my view of myself because I, I've always been like, no, I'm sick. Like I, I'm good. God has blessed me. Like this is, this yeah. is great. Like, yeah. I, but there was a point 
um, where I was really trying with like presenting and I was trying to get seen and it, it just wasn't working how I wanted it to work. And then my view of, oh my gosh, I'm sick. Like it, it was just like, but my dad's sick or yeah. like what's not working? Like it, it changed. Um, so I think that that's the, the, the biggest struggle I've had to face in terms of just um, how I viewed myself or how how I how I showed up as busy yeah. um but yeah I've always always been me and is that <laughs> is that comparison something you're still navigating now um it was up until like I said in the beginning I had to relearn mm-hmm. the lesson of facing my front mm-hmm. um I I the past few months especially like COVID was tough like the, when COVID started, that was really, really tough, right? Mm-hmm. And then I was just like, all right, cool, burn it. Like, I, I, I feel like my voice is sick. I'm going to do voice reels. I'm going to get signed by a voiceover agent. Like, this is going to work, even if I'm not getting... Because um, the TV studio that I was working at, they stopped production of the show that I was produ- um, not producing, presenting for. So after the second season and a half, that stopped for me. And mm-hmm. I was just like, oh shit, so what am I going to do? Like, this is like, oh, like I'm just like, I'm just going to stay at home. And I'm not really the one that does like Instagram reels and all that. I feel like it's just long. Like, I feel like yeah. it's great for people that do it, but it's just, it's just not my boat. I'm just like, yeah, it's just long. Like, I look nice. If I take a picture, great. If I don't, I'm sorry. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> so it's not really my bag, or I'm not passionate about it. But I knew my voice was really sick, um. So I pushed myself to get like a voiceover agent, and I got signed, and I started doing voiceover work, and that was great. And then comparison hit again. I was just like, all right, cool. Because my ideology of what this yak is was was going to be is that I would be in front of the camera I would be presenting these big shows and I'll be like in the spaces where if it's a music show if it's a different show it's on tv and I'm going to be that presenter and now I'm like doing voiceover for like Asda, Photobox, McVitie's I'm doing and it's dope right Mm -hmm. but because it wasn't the idea that I had built for myself since 2014 to now being approaching 2022 and in 2021, I'm just like, this isn't happening how I thought it would happen. And to, to kind of detach myself from how I thought it would be to how it is has been something I struggled with because it's like you, you've built your, your vision of, of what you would be by 28, right? Yeah. Even though, even though, it's kind of silly because you don't know you know god God is the real author of life but you don't know god would just do whatever he wants to do you know but when for me having to detach myself from from what i thought it would be at a certain point in life to accept yeah. what it is right now yeah. has been a big struggle for me if i'm being quite mm-hmm. honest um and being told and having to relearn that if I face my front what I saw and envisioned doesn't just because it's not now doesn't mean it will never happen Mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. just you have to you have to live in the present you get anxiety if you're living too far in the future Mm -hmm. if you're fully embodying every single thing that's going on in your life right now you actually start listing the things that you have from 
your the mobility of your arms from comprehension of English from comprehension of what people are saying and being able to interpret certain things there's so many people that don't have and the fact that I can even have a mind to to dream for certain things that's a blessing in itself yeah because some people don't have that ability yeah and when you put certain things in perspective well, this is what's been helping me. But when I put certain things into perspective and actually list out the things I have in front of me, bro, there's so much to be grateful for. And yeah. if I live in the present moment, I won't be wasting time thinking, okay, but why am I not there? Why am I not here? Why am I not doing this? Why don't I have that job? Because everything that I need right now, I'm not hungry. I'm in a house. I'm, I'm healthy like this. Uh, I can change my hair if I want, whatever it is that I want yeah, 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 I yeah. can do. I can really do it. God has blessed me enough for me to be able to do that. So if I'm focusing on something that isn't right now, I'm, I'm robbing myself of, of the, of seeing and fully accepting the blessing of today. Mm-hmm. And really and truly, if you think about it, tomorrow is not promised for anybody. The anxiety and the time that I'm wasting thinking about where I'm going to be next year or in two years or why am I not doing this? And I'm missing all of the things that's right in front of me. What if yeah. tomorrow doesn't happen? Do you know what's really interesting about that? It's because I was saying to someone the other day, so something I've struggled with a lot um, that I think I'm getting better at is just taking a moment to appreciate when I do well. So mm. I'm very much someone that's like, oh, I got this. Okay, great. Next thing. What's next? I got this. Okay, great. Next thing. I didn't really ever really get a chance to just sit and be like, wow, this is what I worked for six months or seven days or one hour, however long to get. I've got it. Let me just be proud. Let me take myself out for a meal. Let me cook my favorite mi- my favorite meal. Let me go for a gratitude walk. Whatever that looks like to me at that time, yeah. I never really take time out to do that. So I think it's mm. interesting because I think, as you said, like for a lot of us, especially when we are comparing ourselves to people online, which is really easy to do, we so forget easy. to be appreciative for the season that we're in. And I've just moved house and I've got a quote on the wall. And the quote says, don't lose sight of the fact that you're in a, you're in a season that you prayed for, sis. And mm. I, I had to put that in my bathroom because I'm obviously going to go in there every day to shower mm, yeah. <laughs> it's because it's something that I really want to be ingrained for like the other day I was getting stressed and I was like talking to my friend and I was like not not ran no I was ranting basically I was a safe space I was just saying like I'm stressed out about x y and z x y and z and as I got halfway through I said actually don't worry and she was like why and she was like carry on and I'm like no it's good. I'm good I'm good I'm good and she was like you're just saying that and I was like no because as I started talking to you about what I'm complaining about the situation I'm currently in, I remembered that this time last year, I was in a completely different place. And where I am now is exactly to the T where I want to be. And even now, like one of the issues I was talking about was like money and I want to be earning more. But the exact position I'm in now, I asked God to be in. And I said, look, I know the financial situation might not be this and that, but I know blah, 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 blah. And I was just like, wow, I've actually kind of lost sight of the prayer that I asked for. So I'm not even able to appreciate where I'm in. And since yeah. that point, I've just been like, I'm actually good. Like, yeah. God's got me because if, 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 I mean, I mean, like, the exact thing I prayed for, I will mm. in now. So how can I be upset? Like, obviously, as humans, nice. we have emotions and they're allowed to flow. But ultimately, mm. if you don't take time to reflect on where we are now, we're always just going to be searching for more and just, and just running, basically. Facts, facts. And I think that that is, there's so much truth in that. There's so much truth in that because, 
most of us are walking in the prayers that sometimes prayers we've even forgotten that we've prayed yeah yeah and sometimes I feel like God's looking at us like bro I've done giving you every single thing that you've asked for and you're there complaining like what 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 what, what do you want I actually feel like God looked at us sometimes. He's just shaking his head. Like, he sometimes he's anything. like, you're mad. He's like, he's like you don't know anything. Mad you're lucky there's grace because honestly <laughs> and truly, like, what are you even saying? And that's so true because my life a year ago, bro. <laughs> you know that hump? <laughs> like, like bro, right now. Like, I just smile. And to think about it, like, I, I pray for stability. That, that was my main thing that I've been praying for for, for time, yeah. like financial stability specifically. Yeah. And voiceovers, who even knew that voiceovers paid? Bro, yeah. voiceovers pay a bag and a half. <laughs> like, it's stupid. <laughs> I'm joining. <laughs> <laughs> it's stupid. Like, I never experienced, like, I remember when I got my first paycheck, right? I sent it to, I sent it to my mom and my sister, like, we got a family group chat. And I was like, eh? I was like, it is like really and truly, like it's crazy because mm-hmm. I'd never seen something like that, like in one, in one, in one like invoice payout. And I was just like, mm-hmm. bro. And it's not like it's like bare money, right? But it's more than I had ever seen in one paycheck. Yeah. And then my mom was like, see, God is answering your prayers. Mm-hmm. And then guess what? My next complaint was that I'm not getting a voiceover gig a, a month. And then my mom was like, but your 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 pay is like like four months pay of your yeah. previous job that one pay you had is four months in one go um and I was just like oh yeah when you put it like that so maybe one every four months is, is good like, yeah and it's even like god it's even like the, the maddest thing about that is that actually you're doing less work he, yeah, he said forget about stability babes rest and I'll still that's provide that's, so it's like you're getting more than you bargained for but in that situation it's harder to appreciate it because we're looking at what's next what's going on and I guess as yeah. well sometimes you might have your first month where you get that great like great um gig and then second yeah. month you've got nothing but then nothing. in that second month every single day you're seeing other people posting stuff that they're doing and you're like yeah. that man could have been mine or I could be doing that or yeah they don't even deserve that and sometimes it's not even about um like trying to steal anyone's shine sometimes it feels like they don't deserve it and ultimately you can't see what, what they've done in. as well yeah you don't you, yeah. you don't see and and I think when you think about social media you have to really feel like that that's everybody's highlight reel it's yeah. a highlight of their positive times sometimes do people do post like sad posts or whatever um but they don't show the rejections they don't mm-hmm. show how many times they applied for this job and they got no they, they don't show all the hours that they put in they literally show the highlight rules and because you're like bro but I've been putting in time you don't know what they've been putting in you don't know what adversities they've had to face either and then one thing I learned recently is like if you think about the people that you're you're looking at um would you ever want to trade your life for theirs like fully change your life like swap so take on all of their burdens, all of their troubles, all of their goods, their family, everything, and swap it for yours. And most of the time when you think of it, the answer would be no. Mm-hmm. So we're in concern you for them. <laughs> for real, we're in concern. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you're not willing to drop the life that you have, that you're complaining about, 
for the life that you're looking at saying that why is it not me then what's in concern you like for real and when you put like when you think about it like that is that what is my business over there like what is really my business Mm-hmm. I have no business there. Let me just focus and face my front, face my life. However, God deals the cards, whatever it is, he's got me and that's okay. However, mm-hmm. the timing works out, whatever it looks like, trust God, let God be God and let him actually be God. I also feel like as, as black women, and this is a, is a generalized statement because I can't speak for every black woman, but for me mm-hmm. and people that are close to me, there, there, there is, there's a struggle with power just slash control over our lives. Mm-hmm. Like we feel like we need to be in control of every single aspect. Um, we need to be in control of how our career goes. We need to be in control of how our relationships go. We need to be in control of how our friendships go. We need to be in control of, of how everything happens because we, there's been there hasn't been many times of where we've been put in that position of control mm. or put in that position of power. But when you realize that it's okay to not be in control and not know how things are going to work out and still have peace in that, because there's a great being that is fully in control of everything, then that we don't, we don't put as much stress on ourselves. Yeah. And I learned that for me because I was just like, okay, like you said, what's next? Right, so I've done this. I won Miss Nigeria. That's great. What's next? All right, I started presenting. That's great. What's next? I started this thing on YouTube. That's great. What's next? Okay, I've done my master's. Oh my gosh, fantastic. Great. All right, so my job. Okay, I'm, I'm on TV now. Great. All right, shit, that's not working. Um, Let me get a corporate job to make my mom happy. All right, cool. All right, cool. I hate that. My heart is hurting. Yeah, let me get out of that. All right, okay, so I'm at home now. Shit, what am I going to do? All right, Instagram. Okay, cool. I'm going to get paid gigs. All right, cool. Oh, God. I'm not really enjoying all of this. <laughs> pictures as oh my gosh ha, ha, ha. it's not really fun for me all right voiceover <laughs> <laughs> no literally it's literally okay Lara 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 one after the other how am I gonna do it how am I gonna do it and it's only in this in this recent I think 2021 but 2020 end of 2020 to where we are now that was like let God be good let him I remember I went into my 27th year um and I had a praise and worship night I didn't want anything. I, 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 I just had a praise and worship night and it was so beautiful. I, I spent the most of the time crying, to be honest. And I had amazing singers come and I got a nice little apartment where I could see the stars. I've got a thing with stars, by the way. I completely love them. I think they're awesome. No, I've um, got a thing with uh, Viewpoint, so I definitely get your vibe. Listen, um, and in that one, I was just like, I'm going to start this year with no requests. I have no requests. Um, I just want God to be God. Mm. And... God has been God and I've allowed him to stir or steer English is not my first language even though it is forgive me (laughs) (laughs) this ship called Bissy's life um and it's been a struggle to to kind of let go of my control or me wanting to control how every step and how everything pans out Mm -hmm. but allowing God to be God has been one of the the most freeing and most blessing decisions I could have ever decided to do Mm. and Um, you kind of you kind of slipped it into the conversation earlier and glossed over glossed mm. over it but it's fine because I knew I was gonna bring it back but um you're also you're the founder and creator of the community called Selfie yes Um, yes yes so for those who are listening who don't really haven't really heard of it it might be their first time they might be 
not based in the UK. Can you speak a bit about what that is for okay. them? So Selfie London, Selfie is an acronym for Self Image Enhanced and what it is is a community of young women and we advocate the importance of self-worth, self-identity and self-image. How we do that is that we break down the fundamental principles of makeup application and relate it directly to the woman's life. So even if you don't wear makeup, these principles are still very applicable to your life. But if you do wear makeup, every single time that you sit in front of the mirror to apply makeup, you're not only enhancing your outwardly beauty, but you're instilling principles that enhance your true self your self-worth your self-identity your self-image so the way in which we've broken it down is like this your foundation represents your self-belief your eyebrows represent your frame of mind your concealer represents the ways in which you deal with things your contour represents how you chisel your skills your highlight represents the law of attraction after you've chiseled those skills your eyeshadow represents your personal vision for your life your eyelashes represent your personal network you are the seam and the individual lashes are your network and your lips represent the things in which you say about yourself so by the time you've completely glammed up your face and made yourself look like a fucking bad um, day do you look great on the outside but you've instilled principles that allow you to go out into the world every day being your best self image enhanced and bossing it in whatever field or whatever space you desire to occupy um I started it, when, when did I start it? I started it for oh, some years ago. And the story of starting stuff is that I, I got spots. Mm-hmm. And for those who don't know, I, when I was growing up, I, I had clear skin, like really, really clear skin. Man wasn't mm-hmm. pressed for nothing. It was literally just, if I wanted to look extra buff, I'd just make sure my eyebrows are done, eyelashes are done, <laughs> lip gloss And you got popping. that clear lip gloss from the hair shop. Yeah. You know the thing <laughs> Um, but then in my final year of my undergrad degree, um, I got really bad spots, like mm-hmm. really, really, really super califragilistic, out of space explosion on my face. Like I'd never experienced anything like that before. Um, and it completely changed who I was, completely changed my character, completely changed my attitude towards life. I didn't want to go out. I didn't want anyone to see me. I was so reliant on makeup because I didn't want people to see me outside and feel like I was a deception. And not only a deception to what I looked like before, but a deception to my Instagram photos. And I was just moving mad. <laughs> I wasn't smiling. Like no one could chat to me. I was just like, leave me alone. It was just like a really dark cave that I went into that I'd never been in before because of spots and I'm not saying you can't feel a type of way about things on your face because it is your face and you do see it every day but what put things into perspective for me is a friend of mine he committed suicide at that time and then I was just like wow basically you're acting a damn fool because of spots spots that could go with you maybe go for a dermatologist if you do this or you do that it could go but you're you're stopping who you are you're being mean you're not being nice your entire character has changed because of something so minuscule in the grand scheme of life people are dying people are starving people don't have so many things and you have everything and of course you have spots and it doesn't make you feel good but it shouldn't change your being in this way Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was just like, if I could feel like that, someone who felt like they were very self-assured, talk less of the younger girls who don't even know who they are yet. And they're looking at social media, at Kylie Jenner, at the Kardashians, at um, lip filler or eyebrows on fleek. Talk less of those young girls that are completely lost in the source. How would they feel? 
So I wanted to use the, 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 the tool that I was so reliant on and change the messaging of that. So I don't need to hide under a mask of insecurities. I don't need to try and be something that I'm not. I can wear makeup if I want to, but for the true purpose of what makeup is for, which is to enhance myself. Mm. If I don't know who I am, what am I enhancing? So that's why I teach the selfie principles. And it's really cool. Yeah. We go into schools, we teach young girls. And um, mm-hmm. I think it's really important for the younger girls, um, especially when they're like in schools, like the year 10s, the year 9s, 10s, 11. Um, I even realized that year 8s are even thinking about freaking lip fillers. And it really broke my mm, heart. Really? It really broke my heart. I was just like, what do you even mean? Oh, yeah, like, no, my lips are too small. And it's just like, it's not nice. So I have to overline it right now. <laughs> I'm like, what are you overline? Even I didn't even know about, about liner. I promised you a few months ago. It's because they're so exposed and they're yeah. not as sheltered as we were so it's really important to get in at early time but then I also realized that the journey of self is a lifelong one I know I mentioned earlier that it's easy for us to lose who we are in the different titles that are attached to us for Mm -hmm. example you can you can step into a new stage of life you can step into a career woman and you lose yourself in your work you can step into a relationship and you lose yourself in your relationship you can Mm. step into being a mother or wife and you lose yourself in the new titles that are attached to us at different points in our lives and it's really important to have that sort of practice that reminds you of that self Mm. because yes yourself is following you to all of these and yourself is the only thing that's with you on these different stages but it's easy for us to lose ourselves in those different stages I I really understood that the journey of self is a lifelong one and no matter your age at points you still may need to be reminded of your self-worth your self-identity your self-image and that's one of the most beautiful things about selfie is that even though I go in at the younger age because I want to sow the plant sow those seeds so they can water and they can be reminded um, Mm -hmm. if ever they feel faulty but it's applicable to women of all ages um, at any time. Um, It's interesting you say that because I think it was Valentine's this year. I put up a post and it was like a picture. I'll send it to you, actually. Mm. It was a picture of like me and five different photos of pictures I really hated Mm. that people told me that were great. Um, Mm. Because I always had quite a complex. I don't have this anymore, actually. And I've only Mm. probably realised now in this conversation that I don't have it anymore. But mm. I, I kind of always felt like I didn't find myself attractive. I didn't I didn't ever find myself ugly. I just wasn't my own type, even though I'm heterosexual. <laughs> it's a weird, it's yeah. a weird dynamic to be in. But it was like <laughs> it was like I know I get mad. Mm. <laughs> like I know I'm not ugly, but I just don't think I'm like the shit. That's just kind of mm. what it was. I, I don't really have that anymore. But there's just there was just like certain things I didn't like about myself. So it might be the fact that I put on lots of weight recently. It might be that. My skin, I guess a similar story to yours, where my skin's been moving very mad or like I, when I smile, my gums show a lot. And I didn't really like that. And I basically did this post where I spoke about what self-love means to me and the fact that it's a continuous journey. And I was encouraging people to make sure that they, rather than just saying, oh, like, I'm going to have a hot bath today. I'm going to add my Radox salts and have my peppermint tree or whatever it is. Like just being active and conscious about what it is they're trying to work for, work with. And I think, um making that a conscious decision this year really kind of transformed my life because I put up another post the other day and I was kind of given like an update on online this is on my dope black women page I wouldn't I don't do this on my personal page <laughs> this is on, I, I, I think it's just I have like I just I just have 
you know how you were talking a minute ago about like Instagram and you were saying that like, oh, like posting the reels and doing these things that it's not natural to you, it's just not really who you are. Yeah. I feel like that's always been me. I'm quite, I'm like an ambivert. So Ooh. I find the idea of social media actually quite scary okay. because, of the, because of the dynamic and the nature of dope black women. Um, I feel like it's quite important for me to be vulnerable. And mm. I almost feel like um, a better version of me shows up on Dope Black Woman than on my actual page in the sense that okay. since doing Dope Black Woman, I'm like the most authentic version of myself that I can be. So as a result, I've now, this year I probably posted on Instagram the most I've ever posted in my entire catalogue of having Instagram. But I think <laughs> because of the work I do with Dope Black Woman, where I'm encouraging other women to be their, their true selves, yeah. it's, it's really a part of who I am. And I think Love it that. always was, but I wasn't able to shout like that online because I find social media really scary <laughs> in terms yeah. of like, uh, in terms of like how it is. But no, yeah, I find I find um, what you were saying there just quite interesting because it definitely laps overlaps with the theme and the journey that I've been on this year. Um, yeah. But you know, you spoke about your skin and you spoke about like how it kind of made you like not want to go out and things like mm. that. So. That obviously sounds like there was a sort of knock in your confidence at at that time or for that period. So yeah. how how did you kind of navigate rebuilding that then? I I, I definitely I, I built through selfie. I that that the my 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 friend committing suicide really put a lot of things in perspective. Did um it, it made me feel I don't know if it, it should it it should have made make me what's the English I don't know if it should have made me feel like that. Um, I felt really silly for putting so much weight on something that is so small in the grand scheme of life. Mm. Um, and it shook me in a way that nothing had shaken me before, that I was really not busy because of spots. And mm-hmm. um, when that happened and I, I tried to find healing through selfie and healing through helping other people, I've had acne flare-ups since then. Mm-hmm. Right now, I'll be like, guys, let's name this one. Let's name <laughs> that spot. Like, big man thing. I'm not hiding it from no one. Like, mm. sometimes I'm just like, bro, like, what's going on? I'm doing my skincare routine. I'm like, I'm eating well. I'm drinking all the water. And it still comes up. But it's never changed me um, to be busy that I wasn't. I'm still confident in it. Yeah. Um, and I, I feel like that was a catalyst um, the passing was a catalyst for me to understand that, bro, in the grand scheme of life, it's not that deep. But like, how would you so like when you're going to the schools, for example, you spoke about the year eight who um, felt insecure about her lips. Mm. Like for someone like that, if someone came to you and was like, you know, I'm just not really confident. Like, how can I be more confident like you? What, what kind of advice would you give them? What, what tools would you give to them to help them? The first thing I always say is that you can't be confident like me. You have to be confident like you because my journey is not your journey. You can Mm -hmm. never try to be something, somebody else. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. And then we do this mirror workshop where I tell them to tell me what they see. Um, And then it'll be like either their selfie phone or I have actual mirrors for them. And I tell them to tell me what they see and they write down certain things. And most of the time when we start, um, they'll say every single thing that is wrong with what they see in their reflection mm-hmm. and after I've, I've taught the principles I ask them to tell me what they see once again and it completely changes because they realize that everything on the outside isn't what's important but rather what's on the inside mm-hmm. and it, it, it's difficult to be like these are the steps to be confident 
because I don't think there is a blueprint mm. how you can be confident. But I do think when you work on the things within you and you understand that things outside of you or or surface level are very minuscule, and that's how I teach it with the principles that whatever's within you is bigger than that. And if you carry that and embody that, then you just have a confidence that comes from within that's bigger than anything that you could apply or or fake. So I, I don't, I definitely tell them, listen, don't be confident like me, be confident for yourself, but work on the inside of you first and that confidence will just fall into place. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Especially the mirror thing and about like, I feel like sometimes you get those light bulb light bulb moments in life. Yeah. Where it's like it feels like um you've had a, a huge weight be taken off your shoulder. Earlier on, you spoke about the need for a lot of black women to feel like they're in control. And mm. I think when I did therapy last year, that's something that came out. So I have a need to feel safe. And mm. the, for me to feel safe, I then control situations. And mm. it might be like it might be as simple, like it doesn't even show up as like a controlling. It might be like, oh, okay, so me and you, Bissy, we're gonna go to, we're gonna go to, um, we're gonna go on holiday. And the week before, I'll, from the week before, I want to know like what time we're going to the airport, how we're getting there, and all like the final tune G of. Um, but like for me, I have to have that measurement then, as opposed to like mm. the day before, because then I feel safer because it's like I can plan for all the issues that might come up and yeah. not have to worry about it because it's kind of done in advance. So yeah. I found that like, like quite interesting. But, you know, we've spoken about social media quite a bit yeah. um, earlier on. We spoke about, like, what it's like um, being online. Like, what advice do you have to help people to create healthy boundaries whilst they are online? And I, I do a deep side because I, I struggled with this recently in that time when I was just, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. I wasn't facing my front. Mm-hmm. Um, but the advice I would give... Um, that I do give myself from time to time is understanding that the fundamentals of social media are that they are highlight reels and not true depictions of everybody and everyone's life like the everyday of everyone's lives so just because you see good 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 um, doesn't mean every day is good 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 people have bad days just like you do and everybody's human so don't put anybody on a higher pedestal than they need to be just because they have 500,000 followers, 1 million followers, 10,000 likes, all of these comments, it doesn't matter. It's a highlight reel. Mm-hmm. Um, and that allows you to, to n- not, not normalize, but it, it brings things to reality a little bit. It takes mm-hmm. it out of that, that, that hemisphere of perfect to understanding that it's just what is put out there. And then I also feel like if you notice that you are spending a lot of time doing things that don't edify you, your heart, or doesn't make your heart smile, take note of it and remove yourself from it. There was a period of time where I followed um, Bear Presenters. Bear. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I followed them in the beginning was to see their journeys and see... um, get connected to who they're maybe speaking with and all of these things. But then when I when I felt stagnant in my career and I I was just looking and like, oh my gosh, I didn't know this is great. It, it changed from, oh my gosh, this is sick for her to, oh my gosh, like 
how come I, I haven't got an opportunity like this? And then for a long mm-hmm. time, I unfollowed them because it wasn't good for my heart. It wasn't good for my mind. And I noticed that that was the triggering thing. Um, when I had overcome that, I followed everyone back and I'm like, yeah, this is sick, man. What, Maya's got that show? Yeah, man, this is sick. This is so <laughs> sick. Like, I love that. Like, this is awesome. She's like, right now she's like Demo O'Leary. O'Leary. She's got this new, um, um, she's oh, presenting. Walk the Line. The the line. Kind of, that is yeah, yeah, sick. Yeah, yeah. What? Yeah. Oh my gosh, that is so sick. Um, so yeah, I've, I've now gone back to just being like, oh my gosh, this is amazing for the person. And there's no longer anything that's hurting my mental. So I feel mm-hmm. like for any individual that wants to create um, safe spaces for them on social media, you have to be truthful and honest with yourself, with your wants, your needs, your desires. If something is affecting your peace of mind, if something is, your, is, is, is affecting the condition of your heart and your mind, you have to be disciplined and honest enough with yourself to identify it and detach yourself from it or remove it from your space if that means unfollowing this person or these people for a period of time do so if that means coming off the app for a period of time do so if that means you may lose out on a potential gig because you're not posting or consistent. I don't even get that freaking algorithms, rubbish, engagement, anything. <laughs> but if that means you lose out on that, then okay, because your peace of mind should not be um, compromised for anything. It should not be compromised for a gig. It should not be compromised for a bag. It should not be com- compromised for consistency to get algorithms and, and likes and, and comments. It should not be compromised for right? peace over everything. Mm-hmm. on period <laughs> um and I think it's really important for you to be open and honest with yourself very disciplined with yourself like you brutally need to do it like let go um and when you feel like you're back in yourself then you can come back to the space but I don't think anybody can create that space for you it's something you have to do for yourself a lot of times where for example you may have a friend and you see that your friend is in a bad situation mm-hmm. you can see it you can see it like, nah, this, this job isn't, this job is just, they're using you or this relationship is just not it. Like, it's really not like, I understand you like the person or you want to make this decision, but it's not the right thing. If you can see it, that's fair and well, but until the person can see it from their cell, for themselves, they're not going to make the decisions to, to take themselves out of that situation because they can't see it from them for themselves. Yeah. And yeah no matter how much you try to make them see it, no matter how much you tell them, they won't see it until they see it for themselves. And that's the same thing for creating a safe space for yourself online. People can tell you, oh, it's toxic, it's toxic. (laughs) But until you see it for yourself, you're not going to make the decision to remove yourself from that space. No one can tell you to do something unless you actually want to do it for yourself. You have to be the change you want to see in your lives. You have to be. No one, no matter how much good counsel, no matter how many good quotes you see, no matter how much you read, um, watch motivational videos on YouTube or read Maya Angelou, there's no matter how much, if you don't make the change for yourself and become the change you want to see, you'll still be in that position. And people need to realize that. And once they do, that's when change comes into effect. Yeah. And what advice do you think you would give to your younger self? Hmm. I would say the first thing that comes to mind 
mm-hmm. um, is trust God more. Um, I told you me me letting go and letting God has been a, an intentional decision over the past year. And it's, it's given me so much peace. Um, throughout life, there, there's been a lot of time where I've been doing well and I, I didn't feel peace because mm. I was thinking about what's next. I was thinking about, okay, cool, but is this enough? Um, how can I be better? How can I do better? Um, what's the next step? What's the next progression going to be? Like there were, I, I, I rarely lived in the now. Mm. Rarely, rarely lived in the now. Um, and that really affected just the sense of peace and joy that I felt, even though there was so much to be joyous in. Um, and I feel like if I was to meet younger Bissy, I'd be like, babe, relax, take time, trust God and just let God be good. He's never going to fail you. He's never going to fail you. I'll also say, don't compare because you are set apart and everybody's set apart. Everybody has their own purpose, their own walk of life to go through. They have their own journeys to go on. And if you spend time looking elsewhere, you will lose the essence of the path that you are on. So don't compare. Um, trust God and love yourself more. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. We've I've had a really, really interesting and thoughtful um conversation you're not with just you. saying I feel like, that no hey mm. I'm very transparent <laughs> you know if you listen to another episode you'll see I'm very transparent um <laughs> but I think so what's much. nice as well um I think you spoke about God a lot which I think is mm. really beautiful and I think also it's interesting because a lot of the things you were saying were things that I maybe it's like things that are like from the season that I'm kind of just leaving. So it's kind of mm. cementing the ideas and the realities that I had around kind of like what I was experiencing. So yeah, yeah I, I love it. But for people mm. who want to connect, connect with you, want to find out more about Selfie and so forth, what's your your socials for them? Okay, so please follow Selfie London. Let's see if I can spell, you know? I told you English <laughs> isn't my first language. I do have a master's. I went to school times too, so don't mind me. <laughs> but yeah, at Selfie, S E L. F-I-E, <laughs> L-O-N-D-O-N, London. Um, mm-hmm. Follow that if you just want to join. If you, if you have any advice, if you want to join the team, if you just want to take it to the next level, if you're a teacher and you have like key stage three students or key stage two students that you just want to like be like, yeah, they need this, hit me up because we are more than happy to come in and do the Lord's work and plant those seeds of self-love, self-worth and self-identity. Mm-hmm. And you can find me at, at Biss Atkins, that is at B-I-S-S-A-K-I-N-S. I did look for the Bissy Atkins app, but it's been occupied by someone that doesn't use Instagram. So yeah. It's always that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So at Biss Atkins, please do follow and engage. And hopefully you like my voice and it's easy to listen to. If you're <laughs> if you need any new voiceovers for any of your campaigns, hit me up. Because voice <laughs> will get you paid. Amen. Amen. <laughs>